Hello, everybody out in podcast land. Thanks for sticking with us, with us this whole time. My name is Gabe. I am Logan. And I'm Kyle. And we are here to record our um, new our podcast. I'm sorry for not mentioning the name of it. Be Kind Rewind, the movie the movie podcast where we rank all the movies uh, ranked by year um, this year. This year we'll be talking about the year 2000, the year we were all celebrating, making it past 99 and the computers not crashing. I loved that year. Such a good year. Such a good year. Not a solid year for movies in my opinion, but maybe No, you but a great year things. for Global Panic. Do you, do you remember? Do, you, do they even, do they teach that in school now about the Y two K panic, or do they just like gloss over it? Like, yeah, that never happened. We we knew we had this covered. I don't know because I haven't been in elementary or high, middle school. When since... I have kids, eventually I'll ask them. Okay. Until then, I don't care. But yeah, no, uh, there were some really great movies this year, but not a ton. Yeah, and then yeah, it was kind of it was a it was a, a whole hum year. There were a lot of just okay to terrible movies. Um, but let's. Let's just start with one I didn't really care for one bit. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. Oh, I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible franchise. Like, Me too. Big fan. Huge, huge fan. fan. That's the only one that I will never watch again because it was that bad. It was terrible. Well, and the worst thing for me as a fan of the director, it's a John Woo film. Sure. Like, how? And it basically, he just went back <laughs> yeah. to Asia because he's like, nope, that, that would sucked. Yep. Yeah. I, I literally, I remember one thing about that movie, and it's the cigarette cutter scene, or the cigar cutter scene. Okay. Like, that. that is it. And, yeah, great franchise. I, well, yeah, yeah uh, we, we, I could I could talk a lot about Mission Impossible, but I'm not going to, because that's not what this is about. But some terrific movies in that franchise. Yes, I will say the most recent one was actually probably my second favorite Mission Impossible movie. Because it I, could be. I, I dug it a lot. I think yeah. Ghost Protocol is my favorite. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, another movie that came out. Uh, this one actually, I really enjoyed. It didn't quite make my top five, but it is a wrestling movie. Kyle, uh, it is Ready to Rumble. And I hate that movie. What? <laughs> I, I that surprises me. I don't like that movie at all. Oh my goodness! All right, time to throw down, you guys. That, that surprises me. I this movie came out as I was getting into wrestling, and it has all the WCW stars. All of them. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, Goldberg makes an appearance, Sting makes a, a very, very fun cameo appearance. Uh, yeah, and uh, David Arquette was entertaining, Scott Kahn. And Scott Kahn's a lot of fun in yes, that movie. And but... Oliver Platt was just okay, but he was... It's Oliver Platt, though. I love so... Oliver Platt. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. always good. He is always good, but yeah. I'm surprised you didn't like that movie. I guess we have to rumble. It, yeah. I, I guess it, it just reminds back. me of a bad time in professional wrestling. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, another movie. Actually, I did enjoy this movie. Um, not a whole lot though. Um, but it was um, the Family Man. It was yeah, Tia Leone, Nicholas Cage, correct. and not yeah. memorable by any means. But uh, but it's still a solid performance by Nicolas Cage um, as a, as basically a... Well, I mean, we judge him by different standards than we everybody do. else, so... We really do. I didn't hate it, which means it's one of his best. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, also the Scary Movie franchise was launched this year, um, and I have been I have gone on record saying I'm a huge Wayans Brothers fan and unapologetic about it. No, I mean, White Chick's great movie. Actually, it was <laughs> for, for most of the movie. Uh, 
not a great if movie. you can get past the makeup yes exactly oh but that's kind of what makes that movie really fun too but yeah we're not talking about white chicks this year that'll come out in a few years that's a very different podcast the first two oh the movie yes the, the first two scary movie uh scary movie movies in the franchise were some of my favorite parody movies not top tier by any means but still solid efforts in the parody um genre and uh i love uh Sean Wayans in his performances, maybe a gay guy, but then definitely a gay guy in, in the, at the end. And then Marlon Wayans is an over-the-top stoner. So, and then directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans. So you got a, a three count right there. I don't know what you call him. Fair enough. So, there you go. A triumvirate. A I threesome. Lo- I, a threesome. Yeah. A lovable brother threesome. Mm. And nice. yeah. So what are some other movies that came out? I feel like I'm hogging the uh, spotlight. Here. I mean, yeah, that's all right. It was it was one of those years. Um, Gladiator came out. A lot yeah, of people Gladiator, loved that. Yeah, Gladiator, which I don't think it's not on any no, of our. Eh. It's not. It's a good film. Um, but it really revitalized the swords and sandals, you know, style of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice, you know. Yeah. Um, but like we talked about in the last episode, like a lot of the action seemed to change definitively after the matrix. Yeah. And like, so you have gladiator, which is more old school. And then you have of embracing the new techniques and stuff. You have something like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, which also came out out in 2000, um, which is on my honorable mentions. It's on mine too. Honorable mention, not great by any means. Yeah, um, one one of the one of the better movies that didn't make my top five was Castaway. Um, yeah, good always call. a Tom Hanks fan. I love Robert Zemeckis. He's done a lot of good stuff and some not so good. He stuff. He has a long and but, very uh, diverse career. He does, but he, when you start looking, you realize he's made a lot of really great movies. Yes, yeah. he really oh. has. Uh, and Castaway is is one of them. Um, sure. Yeah, a, a movie that I think was completely spoiled by the trailer. I don't remember. I don't think I ever saw the trailer for it. Yeah, I don't think I remember seeing the trailer. Well, the trailer pretty much says he made it back um, to land with, and then. The oh, and you just on. spoiled it for everybody. Sorry, Listen, everybody. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you. That that was the what the trailer did before the movie came out. So I don't think I'm spoiling very much there. And if uh, because if I did, everybody in 2017 has seen the trailer for this. If you were going movie. to go see Castaway, and I just ruined it for you, I'm sorry. It's still a good movie. It's still a good performance. You just said it ruined it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with this one. <laughs> I don't know why you're attacking me on this. <laughs> I mean, the same reason I always attack you. Um, <sighs> Ninth Gate came out this year. Uh, that was a, a kind of odd movie. I think it was Roman Polanski. I missed the first um, eight. Well, you know, you should watch them all. Johnny Depp's in every single one. Um, but no, Ninth Gate, kind of a, a, what would you call it? A horror, pseudo-spiritual thriller? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But yeah, it's a... Yeah, it has to do with rare books and the devil and all that good stuff. Uh-huh. It's it's entertaining. I, I like it. It has some good stuff about it. Um, really, I, I'm hard pressed to think of a Roman Polanski uh-huh. movie that has that's just completely terrible all the way through. Like he's a talented director. Yeah, he's a talented director. Exactly. Slash pervert. Um, but yeah, Ninth Gate, not bad. U five seven one, good submarine movie with Matthew um, McConaughey and think. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, let's just that's um yeah it's, I mean uh, let's talk about something else. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about, about good you know movies. About. <laughs> uh, my top. Let's just crack into it if you wanna um just jump right into it. My number five was a comedy. Um, honestly, 
Comedy I shocker. This, I put this movie on there just because um, I needed to make a top five. <laughs> it's This will not go on my top five, 50 of all time. Uh, probably not even a top 100 of all time. It, me, myself, and Irene. It was... I, okay, so last year I said that uh, Liar Liar came out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 97, I came out and said uh, Jim Carrey's last great um, com- comedic performance. I will say that this was still really solid for him as a performance, but not a wonderful movie to back it up, but still had some really funny parts. Um, very different concept. This is an also another um, Fairly Brothers movie. And not not that memorable of a plot, but still, um, I, this is why, this is my number five of 2000, everybody. Um, but still very funny um, for what it was, so... What's your number five, Kyle? Uh, my number five was actually the the first big like comic book movie that came out. I know where you're going with this. Uh, we there was the the first X Men film. Sure. So not uh, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Oh my god, that was not <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, post Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. when things started getting a little more serious, like you had Blade a couple years That's earlier. True as a precursor but the first like one that hit the mainstream was the first x-men movie and it was our introduction to hugh jackman and mm. and another fantastic performance by anna paquin like the entire mm-hmm. cast is fantastic and ian mckellen and, and it really, Stewart. i mean it was something Wonderful. so new at the time i remember we rented it back when movie rentals were a thing yep on vhs and my folks watched it the night before, and then they were like, this is great. You guys have to watch this. I did not have anything to do that day, so I watched it, rewound it, watched it, rewound it, watched it three times. That's Loved insane. It. Didn't you mention that on the other one because of the rewatchability question that you had a few episodes ago? Um, didn't you say that you, you rewatched this uh, three times in a row? I thought you did. Anyways. Which one? X-Men. Oh, yeah. No, that's... Yeah. yeah absolutely. We were just talking about. Yeah. I will say, though... Um, when it comes to uh, superhero movies in general, I don't, I don't think this holds up because, um, of, especially because of the um, climax, the third act. Um, I thought it was very meh. Do you know what happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning? Same thing that happens to everything else. Yeah, which I am. Apparently, that was one of two of the Joss Whedon like rewrites that le- that stayed in the script, Lessons but hard. it's the one of the worst lines of dialogue well, that's in what it. is delivered by Halle Berry I yeah. think take any of the actors from say Firefly and they would have sold it they would like, have I'll sold give them that. but the other one uh, the other one that from his rewrite that stayed in it was Cyclops and Wolverine going back and forth it's like well how do I know oh it was you you're a dick yeah that was good though. <laughs> it's yeah. like oh yep <laughs> that one that one works but no I, I think you're right I, X-Men doesn't really hold up but it holds up nostalgically I have fond memories of the movie Yeah, I, I have, watch it and I can still remember every scene as it happens and, yeah. Yeah. I have it, fond movie it was obviously completely trumped by the next movie yeah. like X2 is fantastic and I mean Spider-Man came out not that long after yeah. and that was you right, know, blew it out of the water but, um, but also, it opened the door for all did. of these it really did and um, but I you, uh, I'm sorry, I'm stum- stammering right now, but X2, a lot of people think that's the best X-Men movie. I will actually yeah. say First Class is my favorite X-Men movie. Well, First Class is great, but I think X2 is still the best. Directed by my boy, Matthew Vaughn. So, yeah. Fair enough. And then uh, my number five of the year. Speaking of movies, and this is partially just, this was about the time where I was getting really into movies. Okay. So speaking of rewatchability, uh, the movie is Frequency. 
Okay. Um, again, in retrospect, as far as holding up, it's kind of cheesy, kind of hokey. The plot is not airtight. You know, it's Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid as son and father, respectively. And, you know, they, they because of a solar flare, they can communicate from past to future via shortwave radio. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's touching. It was unique to me at the time when I was a kid. I probably watched it 14 times in about three weeks. Jeez. I, I know. I, I watched it every night for a while. Um, and yeah, it's not a great movie, but I still I'm, love it. And and there's good stuff not. to it. Um, worth watching for sure. Okay. Yeah. That Fair is my enough. number five. My number four is very different. Um, Chicken Run. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, you know, I notice I'm the only one who has any kids movies on any of his lists. You were correct. But, uh, but no, Chicken Run is fantastic. Ardman Entertainment, uh, Nick Park, I, I believe it was their first non-Wallace and Gromit movie. Uh, oh, they had done sure. all the Wallace and Gromit shorts. I think you're right about that. And then they did Chicken Run as a feature. Um, Mel Gibson plays, you know, the chicken um, in the lead. And it's hilarious. It's delightful. It's charming. It's character. unique. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a great movie. I will say you were correct about the um, not having kids movies on my top, top fives of pretty much any year. Um, I'm not a huge kids movie fan. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't have kids. Um, and I think or, that misses the point of kids' movies, though. Good ones, anyway. No, fair enough. And, yeah. and some of them are uh, some of the greatest of all time, like Toy Story or Toy Story 3 um, or, uh, yeah, other other Pixar movies. Um, and Aladdin, I guess. So back in the yeah. day, they were great. But as we get older, I didn't either, No, I mean, to, to each their own. I, I disagree. I think good kids' movies are good for everybody, um, yeah, sure. which we'll talk to as we get to, say, How to Train Your Dragon or some other Pixar movies. Or, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's like, this is during the time period where I did, you know, just become like a teenager. So I was in that, oh, those are for kids. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch a chum. And then uh, a couple years later, Finding Nemo mm-hmm. would be the one to mm-hmm. break me out of that. Fair and enough. be like, okay, <laughs> these movies are just good. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, and also this was in a period where there weren't a lot of good kids that's movies. True. You had Disney at probably its all time low point in this yeah, period. Yeah, Disney at its low um, point. Other other companies like DreamWorks and whatnot were not putting out good material. Really, the sole you know good point was Pixar. I don't think they had a movie this year. Uh, um, it was either no, because uh, Monsters, Inc. is the next year. Right, so this was between, they were putting out good stuff, but nobody else was making good kids movies that everybody could enjoy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, what's Gabe, what's, what's your number two? My, my number four. Um, number four. So your second movie of your five. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, my number four is actually a movie that I just recently watched for the first time. And it was based off of a recommendation from another movie podcast I listened to. Um, this is a shout out to the uh, CinemaSins people. They um, strongly recommended um, State in Maine. It is an ensemble cast um, with Alec Baldwin, William H. Macy. I know you don't like yeah. William H. Macy all that much. Not so but much. He is so good in this movie. Uh, it is a David Mamet movie. Um, and Ooh, I do like David Mamet. Well, then you'll love this movie. It is so funny. And To, to be fair to William H. Macy, I didn't used to like him, yeah. but I started watching a little Shameless. Yeah. It's an okay show, but he's terrific. He is That's so good I that I may have turned around on William H. That's Macy. What I, you know? I hope you do, because he's really... Pretty good actor and chooses a lot of good roles, except for Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park 3. Three. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a movie about making movies, and the a lot of the characters in this movie, in fact, I think all of the characters in this movie are pretty much caricatures 
Um, they're not really all that realistic acting. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this movie, and he is actually hysterical. Uh, but yeah, so that's my that would be my one of two recommendations of 2000 because I uh, have another one coming up that I'm not not enough people have seen, but we'll save that for when it gets there. So what do you got for number four there, uh, Kyle? Uh, my number four is actually the other Guy Ritchie movie, Snatch. Yep. Uh, he gets you know a little bit at upped cast, and it's like, oh, you get Brad Pitt in this movie. You get Stephen Graham again. You get uh, Jason Statham as basically the same character. Vinnie Jones. Uh, Vinnie Jones as a slightly different <laughs> character, but still awesome. Uh, this movie's just so much fun. Do you like Dags? Dags? Yeah. Dags. <laughs> no, agree. I mean it's yeah. on my list. Uh, one spot up. I Gabe, it's on your list. It is on my list um, as well. Yeah, definitely, it, Guy Ritchie at only, the height of his powers. Yeah, I I looked at it. It is the only movie that is on all three of our Correct. lists, and for this, good reason. And very, yeah, for very much good reason. Uh, but then my my number three. Uh, I we joked a little while back that Keanu Reeves only has like four, five, or six good roles. We got a good laugh out of that. Yep. Um and. This is one of them, The Replacements. Uh, he is uh, Shane Felco, a down-and-out quarterback uh, for the, during a player's strike. strike yeah. uh, they find replacement players to come out and play the remainder of the season. And it's just a fun sports movie. Gene Hackman's in this one? Gene Hackman is the coach. Um, it's... Uh, here you go. He he's he's done like he really only did like three or four movies after this and then Welcome retired. To Mooseport, yep. Oh God. Welcome to News Mooseport and then one other he was very in, uh, good movie. Runaway Jury after this, yep, which and, is fantastic. Yep, Runaway Jury, he was fantastic in. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, replacements is a lot of fun. Um it's yeah, like I said, it's a fantastic Keanu Reeves performance. Sure. And which you don't get very often. <laughs> Um, there are there some like character actors in there too, or there's a lot of character random ca- character yeah. actors. John Favreau's in it. Oh yeah, always good. Yeah, <laughs> and one of our great and, and one of our uh, great directors of working today. So yeah, in my opinion, yeah, he's he's good. So he's Dave, what's your number three? My number three is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie. It is uh, has a lot of good music in it, and it basically. Um, some really what I were the songs nominated for any sort of Oscars I don't really remember but they should have been uh, I am the man of constant sorrow is a very enjoyable sing-along song and they sing it about four or five six times throughout the movie uh, another fantastic John Goodman performance mm. um, and uh, he's kind of uh, the Coen Brothers is darling because he's been in so many Coen Brothers movies, and rightfully so, because he's one of our underappreciated actors. He is. He's a no, I, you know, I don't like O Brother Wartha as much as I, I want to. Fair enough. I love the idea behind it. You know, this this yeah. you know Southern retelling of the Odyssey. Of the Odyssey. Uh, it, it's clever, but for some reason, Coen Brothers comedies just fail to land for me. I get the zany and madcap, but I don't find them. Tr- terribly funny i'll give you a couple of them because they, their track record isn't all that great but i mean raising arizona i like raising arizona i'll give you that the big lebowski 
Lady Killers. Lady Killers. Lady Killers Burn was, after a, was reading. a remake, though. It, yeah, so. but so they, they chose to they make ch- it. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Burn After Reading, actually, um, need to rewatch that because I heard from other people it is actually really funny. It's not. Uh, I, I'll rewatch it, it and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in 2006, I believe, is when it came out. I think it was um, 2008 or seven. Yeah, in that time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. Um, we already touched on my number three, and that's Snatch. Great movie. And that's my number two. So, um, Boom. Yeah, good luck understanding Brad Pitt in that movie, but his performance is very fun. And another example of why Brad Pitt is one of uh, comedies, or uh, I'm sorry, Hollywood's uh, kind of royalties there. So Yeah, yeah, no. He's, he's in the he's upper echelon, terrific. I would say. Um, my number two, uh, which I... I think you've seen Kyle. I don't think you've seen Gabe. Is Finding Forrester? Okay. Um, which you should see. I, th- I think you would like it. Um, is that that dance movie where? Uh, no. Is <laughs> no, a, 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 a terrific Sean Connery movie. Um, again, not too long. I don't think he made many movies before retiring after this either. He did like uh, two uh, just, more. Just a few, I think, because uh, again, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was His last the one. straw that broke the camel's back for him. But uh, but no, Finding Forrester is terrific. He plays a writer kind of J.D. Salinger-esque, who has written this terrific novel that's taught in every school, um, but then he's become a recluse, nobody's heard from him. And then this high school kid, um, you know, inner-city high school kid, who is really bright, but is, you know, kind of hiding how bright he is to fit in, and is terrific at basketball, so that's kind of his thing, ends up coming in contact with him and developing a friendship with him, and it's a really understated movie. It is Gus Van Sant, who is terrific. Oh, yeah. um, I, I want to say, I know he cameoed at the end. Matt Damon did. Yeah, I want to say he produced or something. I'm not sure. But again, he was involved as Gus Van Sant also directed Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Um, yes. But no, Finding Forrester, one of the underappreciated movies. Did they eventually find him? Um, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. This is, wow. this is my recommend of the year. Finding Forrester. Uh, what's your? Did you touch in your number two, Kyle? Uh, my number two. Uh, it's it's one of those films that, much like we'll talk about later with uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like the opening scene and the opening in stuff has to really grab you. Yeah. And my number two is High Fidelity. Okay. And the opening lines and for that is just what came first, the music or the misery, and that's oh. a fantastic encompassing of the film itself like with john cusack Mm -hmm. john cusack okay yeah um it's a fantastic film it's was that based on a nick hornby novel it was a nick hornby novel yeah it's um it's where a lot of my love for chicago comes from because it's chicago music scene in record store it's uh it's a lot of people's introduction to jack black Yes. Who is a completely over the top. I want to say his first movie role. It's it's one of his first big ones. Yes. Um, I think he'd done some other very little bit parts, but this was like his breakout performance. When was the cable guy? When did that come out? He was in the cable guy. Uh, Yeah, he was in cable guy. But this was like his first featured role. role. Yeah, Yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, But yeah, fantastic script. And I it's where a lot of my love for John Cusack comes from, too, is just John Cusack um, and just how completely uh, the connection because he's breaking the fourth wall so many times and telling the story like, oh, it's one of those movies. Yeah. The connection that you get to basically Deadpool. 
but this one came first. So Deadpool is basically ripping high off high fidelity. That's yeah. Right. And what do we got? So um, let's have Logan do his say, number one because ours the is the same. Is the yes. same. All right, fair enough. Well, you know, apparently, you know, they're special, so I have to go first. Yep. Uh, my number one of this year and one of my favorite movies of all time, hands down, top twenty, is M Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. Okay, and good call. I know Sixth Sense made the list last year in the number two spot. Great movie, but Unbreakable is him at his best. Now, it's not his most beloved. People prefer Sixth Sense. People prefer Signs because they are faster-paced movies with a little bit more action to them. Unbreakable takes its time. It is slow to develop, but that is what I love about it because, as I said before, you know, he writes characters, and this is about the development of the characters of David Dunn, the title, you know, the Bruce Willis character, his son, who's terrific, his wife, and, you know, in a fantastic role, Sam Jackson as as yep, the yes. you know pseudo antagonist, yeah, Mr. Mr. Glass. Glass. Yeah, um, Unbreakable is just it is an all time great. Yeah, I I I was it just was outside of the, my top five if, because I haven't seen it in a long time. Like, sure. but I remember liking it. And my joke with friends who are or M Night fans like, oh well, he's got one good movie at least, and that's always <laughs> Unbreakable. Because mm-hmm. um, I I really enjoy this that film, yeah. Yeah, no, I I can't recommend it enough. And then they're actually making. I don't want to talk about it. So yeah, let's not I don't talk. Let's talk not about talk about it because it's going to be enough. crap. All right, well, fair enough. Um, my number one and Kyle's number one uh, is almost famous. And this is a damn good movie. This is my second uh, recommend, recommended movie of 2000. Um, it is Cameron Crowe uh, basically writing and directing the movie that he was born to write and direct because I believe it's it, his life story, it's his life story, sort of. It was, uh, it was the main character was played by Patrick Fugit. And I want to think like he hasn't really been in anything else besides no, Gone uh, Girl. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was in. Was he in Gone Baby Gone? One of those movies where he played a cop. I think he was in Gone Girl. Yeah, Kim Daly or Kim. I can't remember um, names. Uh, he was also in a weird, like indie, like mid late two thousands movie called Wrist Cutters. Oh, okay. That's actually fairly good as well. But yeah, he hasn't done that much, and it's sad because he's, he's so great. he's so fantastic in that movie. He's so believable in this movie as a high school kid um who is following this rock group around um the united states and i love this movie because they captured the fee i have i wasn't alive in the 70s but i believe they captured the feeling of this decade because i just felt like i was there kate hudson with her performance as penny lane um good luck try not to fall in love with her because uh, she was just the hippie girl that everybody loved yeah, and it had a really creepy kind of side story with her and uh, one of the rock. Uh, yeah, uh, Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup, who was unrecognizable in this movie, I thought. Yeah, um, I don't think that I'm the biggest Billy Crudup fan um, because I hated The Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but uh, and he's also been in a, a few other stinkers, and he's always played douchebaggy kind of uh, characters. But he was so good in this movie. Jason Lee as the lead singer of this rock group. I will say the one thing that I kind of thought was a little weird, though, was was basically this rock group is hanging out with a bunch of teenagers the whole time. And I thought that was a little weird. But... Yeah, that's a little weird. It's It kind of dates it yeah. a lot. Because, yeah. like, what? 
would this i mean this obviously this is not happen? okay right um but, but it's, it's got a really francis francis mcdormand oh, like showing up she's only in a couple scenes yes. but steals all of them yes. Yes. uh this was my first introduction to uh, Zoe Deschanel, yeah, who plays oh, uh, the, the older sister. The older sister who gets him into rock music, and but yeah, Fr- uh, Frances McDormand is so heartbreaking in this movie. She's like her um, talk with Billy Crudup on the phone, yeah, um, was just so heart wrenching, and because he's trying to play it off as like a charmer kind of guy, and she's just like, "Don't you even try that charm on me because." You're abducting my son. Yeah, so I bad. yeah I can't remember what the exact line, but it's basically your mom really freaked me yeah. out, man. That was, great. that was a great line <laughs> after such a dramatic scene. Yeah, and then he just turns to Patrick Fugit's character and is just like your mom kind of freaked me out. It was so yeah. good. So that is my, um, my that is my second recommended movie of 2000. And uh, yeah, just yeah. go out and watch that film. Like it's it's a lot of great soundtrack. By the great way. soundtrack. It's it's one of the few. <laughs> films where there is a of fake band that yeah. that the song's actually really good yes. it's like oh they would have actually been a one-hit wonder i would have liked the song wanted to go to a uh stillwater because that's the name of the band yeah stillwater show they were that good so that does it for the year 2000 um and uh we'll see you next year for 2001 see you next year